This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, we are going to start the Ezrat Hashem, a four-part series on how to pick your proper Arbat Minim, your proper Lulav, Etrog, Hadassim, and Aravot. And... You know, the Torah tells us about the Arbat Aminim. It's written, Pri Etz Hadar, regarding the Lulav, the Etrog, I'm sorry, that it has to be beautiful. So one of the mitzvot that we, uh, that, that we uh, are very careful about, that there should be beauty to them, is the Arbat Aminim. And the more we learn about these halachot and their beauty, the more that we fulfill Hashem's mitzvot in purity. So let's start. Uh, this week we're going to discuss the lulav. I tried to get an Arya tried to get a uh, a lulav. It's too early in the season, so we weren't successful. But we'll have to imagine. Maybe next week we'll have hadasim already. Uh, we'll try to imagine how um, how to pick a proper lulav. We'll try to get a, a proper lulav. So by lulav it's written it's kapot temarim. Kapot temarim means a, um, palm branches. Uh, lulav is basically the inner branch of a palm tree before they spread out. Over here in Los Angeles, we have a lot of palm trees, so it's not hard to imagine. And they, the palm trees that we see, they're all spread out and they're fully grown. But at the beginning stages, in the middle, if you take out the, uh, the palm branch before it starts growing, that's the lulav. That's the that's the that's the that's the palm branch. Now, by a lulav, I can't get into all of the different halachot, but I'm going to discuss uh, four or five points where somebody has to be very careful whenever he's choosing a lulav. Number one is to make sure that the lulav, its main its main part that you have to focus on, is the top of the lulav, and there are different. Um, and there are different levels to the top of the lulav. Let's dis- let's first discuss what the Shulchan Aruch writes in Siman Taf Resh Memhe. Lulav sheyavshu rov alav o shedrato. If most of the uh, leaves of the lulav were dry or its spine is dry, pasul. What's called dry? That it's it, it all of the green came out and it's white. Nowadays, it's not really white; it's more yellowish. But that's what the Shulchan Aruch calls white. The 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 Ramah is even more lenient, and he says it's not called yavesh until it crumbles in your fingers. And that is the custom in the Ashkenazi country, countries where they didn't have lulavim. You have to remember they'd have to import them from Italy or wherever else, and they didn't always have lulavim, so they'd have to rely sometimes on last year's lulav. So as long as it wasn't crumbly, they were okay. Nowadays, Baruch Hashem, we don't have to rely on that. We could get green lulavim that are that are 100%. But we have to understand how far does it go that the lulav shouldn't be dry. Let's say you have the lulav on the most part is totally, is totally um, green, but a little bit on top is yellow. A little bit on top is yellow. So here... Here you have difference. Uh, you have difference of opinions. How far 
how far you have to go in this regard. The, um, the so there is something that you should all be aware of, which is called a brisker lulav. What does a brisker lulav mean? Is that they will take a lulav, and you'll see them with their magnifying glass, spending a lot of time. One of the things that people who are mehadir, who could spend hours on in the shuk venue, in, in the shuk, as a matter of fact, in my younger years, I used to, uh, I, I used to from Tzom Gedalia and on, I would sit by my Rebbe, Rebbe Zreel Orbach, who was a big expert in Arba Taminim, as well as other experts that were in Yerushalayim, Baruch Hashem, there was a lot of experts like that, and I would see people walking in and they would uh, and they would ask about the Arbat Aminim and I'd learn a lot from them and that's what people were busy in. They were busy with. When I moved to Los Angeles in 2005, I told myself, no problem. You know, in Westwood by the corner of Beverly Glen in Santa Monica, I'm going to open up a stand over there that people have their questions on Arbat Aminim. So I'll ask, so they'll ask over there. Nobody came. <laughs> Nobody's interested. Not only that, even in the areas where there was more Jews, nobody so much interest. It's not the same thing over here in America as it was in Eretz Yisrael, that people are always constantly trying to find out uh, what, the, what the exact halacha is. Either way, you'll go to Eretz Yisrael, it's a sight to see. You'll see people looking for hours, for a lulav, not only in a throat, for a lulav. And one of the things they're looking for, and it's a beautifying of the mitzvah, is that the lulav on top should be green. It's not so simple. Not all lulavim are like that. A lot of them, they're a little bit beaten up. You're going to see that the lulav is going to be on top. It's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit uh, yellowish. So for example, uh, if one, I'm not saying that it would be pasul. However, if somebody wants to be mehader b'mitzvot, somebody wants to go beyond the letter of the law and see that something that's totally dry on top, that's called a brisker, uh, a brisker lulav. And that's going to be a, uh, and, and that's obviously a very uh, uh, praisewor- uh, praiseworthy thing. Nevertheless, as I mentioned, lehalacha, most of the lulav is not yavesh. It's a hundred percent okay. Now, um, sefer emikab. The 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 sefer orchot rabenu chelik bed amud brings in the name of the stipler that if only a little bit. Of, of the, uh, of the, of of the of the leaf on top has a little bit of redness. You know, sometimes it's it's uh, it's red because it's uh, that's where the uh, that's where like it ends off. It was a little bit burnt over there. So that's another chumrah that the briskrav used to make sure that it's not burnt on top because he said that's also yavish. So a little of red that you see on top, Stiper said, even according to the briskrav, that's not a problem. So once again, if somebody wants to find a lulav that is totally, totally green, so even if it has a little bit of red on top, that's okay. And once again, there's only a chumrah. But according to halakha, as long as it's, uh, as long as most of it is green, it's okay. And you're not going to find a lulav on the market unless you're taking one from last year. That's not, that's not mehudah. The next, uh, the next thing in lulav you have to be careful in is to find that it's not open. And this is the trick by a lulav. If you don't know this already, every leaf of lulav is really a double leaf. Every leaf, that's why when it grows, it branches out. But every leaf at its beginning stages of the lulav is a double leaf. Now, the Shulchan Aruch writes that as long as most leaves are closed, it's kasher. So the, and according to the Shulchan Aruch, basically 99% of the lulavim that you have in the market are okay. Actually, it's not going to be so simple. We're going to see there's a few more things you have to watch out for. But 
uh, uh, most things in the lulavim are uh, most most lulavim are okay because most leaves are closed. However, the Rama adds on in Siman Tafresh Bimhei Yesh Befarshim Lomar Deim Nechlaka Ali Aliyon Aim Sish LeShidra Ada Shidra Mikre Nechlakat Yomet. It says in the Mishnah that if the Tiyomet is split, it's um, it it's it's pasul. So says the says the Shulchan Aruch that most of the most of the leaves are pasul, but the Rama says no, it's the middle leaf. And what does that mean, the middle leaf? Uh, that I don't have the lulav to show you, but you would have to go to the spine where it's a little bit thicker on that on the on the spine of the lulav, and you have to follow up where it goes on the middle leaf. And a lot of times it'll end up that the middle leaf is exactly split into two. That's a double tiyomet. That's not a problem, but you have to make sure that both of them are closed on top. But according to but 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 most of the time you're going to have to lead up the tiyomet in the middle. You don't have to be afraid that you're going to split the leaves. It's not really it's not usually going to happen. Just learn from somebody that did it before; they'll show you. It's not that complicated. Till you get to the middle leaf of the tiyomet, and then you follow the tiyomet till the top. Once you follow the tiyomet till the top, you have to make sure that it's fully closed. You have to make sure this little closed. And that takes a little bit more expertise to know if it's fully closed or not. And even if it's not fully closed, the Ramah says that it's lechatechila mitzvah minachmuvchan noagimut alulav shem nechelik elyon klal. The mitzvahs take that it's not fully, it's fully closed. Why? Because it's just like a pants that you have a rip on it. If you're going to keep on walking, it's going to rip even more, right? So therefore, the Ramah says it's not that it's not kosher if it's a little bit open on top, but we're afraid it's going to open more. Right? Therefore, Rabbi Shol Yaakov Fisher and his Askamat Arbataminim, Rabbi Shomo Zaman Arbach say, if it's not really pasul, and you have a lulav that you found a little bit open, I have an idea. Put a little bit of scotch tape or a little bit of glue and close it up. And that would be okay. But if the tiyomet is, is let's say it's, it's uh, let's say it's 10 inches, and six, inch of his, uh, six inches of it is open, then it's no good anymore because most of the tiyomet is open. But let's say it's only open one inch, put a little bit of tape on top and you'll be fine. It'll be closed. Not a bad idea because you're shaking it so much, that's what's going to happen. Once again, I mentioned, this is for the, especially important for the Ashkenazim. What about the Sfaradim? Do they have to check for the middle leaf? So, and I heard this from his students many times, that he was, it's also printed in his name in, in, in one of the Sifre Zichronot, that, that Rebbein Zichron was makpid, that even for Sfaradim, that the Tiyomet should be closed. Because there's a rule that although the Sfaradim followed the Shulchan Aruch, but nevertheless, when the Ramah says something, safek berachot le'akel, that when you have a safek in a bracha, you have to be lenient. So over here, there's a safek in a bracha, that whether you can make a bracha on such a lulav, so it's better to be machmir even to have the tiyomet closed. Others argue and they say safek berachot le'akel is only when the question is on a bracha, not on a mitzvah. That's a different discussion. I'm not going to get into now. But the Rebbein Zichron says, lechatechila, you should try to get something that its leaves are closed. Either way, does Dechemet and others write that the minhag by Sfaradim is to get a lulav that is totally closed? That has something like a kara on it. You ever, you know what I'm talking about? It's like so close. It has like this brown shell on it. Even it's that's what the they they call it a sfardi lulav. Ashkenazim will rip off the kara and they'll try to look for the middle leaf. The sfardim say no, leave it the way it is. Why? Because the sfardim don't have to have the middle leaf uh, closed to the amount that the Ramah says. They try to be machmir lechatechila. And once something is closed, there's a chazaka. There's a premise that it's okay. And that's why for Sfaradim usually try to take something that's totally closed and others look for something that's, 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 uh, that's closed the top leaf on the bottom. So, so far we discussed about dryness on the top leaf now, uh, or on the lulav in general. Number two, we spoke about that it should be closed. The third thing you have to be very careful with is to make sure that it's not chopped off. And here this happens much more often than you think. 
Lulav that its top is chopped, it's called Niktam Roshoy Spasu. Okay, you say, okay, I'm not going to buy Lulav that's chopped off. Not so simple. Sometimes the Lulav is going to be straight, but what's going to happen is that it ends off like a, uh, like a needle on top, really thin like a needle. And sometimes the needle is already a little bit brownish, but it could be that that needle is part of the lulav. And what happens when you're going to put it in your case, back and forth, back and forth, you're going to smash it, and it's going to chop off. It happens many times. That's a lulav you should be careful not to take. And this is where I'm going to mention there's a big distinction between the levels of the lulavim. There's a Ferrari, and then there's a Mustang. There's a difference between a Ferrari and a Mustang. There's the Mustangs, which are the lulavim that come from El Arish. And those lulavim are, could have many more little pointed things to them. And you can find some nice uh, antique Mustangs, but it'll take you a long time to find. And then there's the Ferraris. That's lulavim, the dairy lulavim. Because they come from a certain place in Egypt called a de- uh, it's it's dairy which is uh, which they'll sell you for more expensive but they're greener they're thicker their leaves don't open as much and the leaves on the bottom are very on on top I'm sorry are very healthy those type of lulavim cost more money but they last longer now I don't know if Ferrari lasts longer but for lulavim the dairy lasts longer and they look better and they're stronger. So that is the difference between the, the dairy lulavim. And a lot of times what you're going to find in the El Arish lulavim is that they're thin on top and they can get banged up very easily and then it's not going to be good. So that's the third, that's the third thing you have to be careful to make sure that it's not, it's not, it's not that broken in any way, shape or form on top. The fourth thing that you have to be careful with is that it should not be nizdak kehimnik. The, the Shulchan Aruch writes that if, it's, if something is open up Kehimnik. Kehimnik means like a pitchfork on top. It's also no good. And this, even the Shulchan Aruch, who understands that there's no difference between the middle leaf and all the other leaves, but he agrees that if the middle leaf is Kehimnik, which is like a fork on top, it's no good. Here you have a difference of opinion between the Levushe Srad and the other poskim, what's called uh, a Himnik. Does Himnik mean totally it goes in the other direction like this? Or even if it's a little bit pointing towards another direction, it's Kehimnik. Either way, when something is, when the middle leaf of the lulav is open to a point that it's uh, that it's uh, that it's leading in different directions, you're not allowed to use it. And you also should stay away. That is uh, so. The last thing I want to mention is a lot of people. Uh, you'll notice that when they when they when they go for a lulav, it looks like they're buying a rifle. You know, they take it, they go like that. Is, is it is it straight? Is it not straight? As long as it's not like a banana, you're okay. Okay, as long as it's not like uh, it's like totally akum, it says a lulav she akum that its shidra is is totally bent is no good. You're not going to find that on the market. It's not going to get to the market. But those that are a little bit bent or not, it's better to get something that's a little bit bent, but that the top is totally closed than to get something that's totally straight but the top is a mess. You have to be tamid chacham to know what you're looking for. So that's the fourth thing. Yeah, so, that, so so we mentioned once again that it should be healthy on top. But that's a big chumrah. But more careful, you have to make sure that it's the, the, the middle is not open or for Svaradim, something totally closed. It's not Nizda Kehimnik, which is not in, in other directions. It's not, it's not chopped off on top. And also, the straighter the better, but that's, once again, that's according to the level how you want it to be. Some Lulavim, with this I'm going to end, some Lulavim, they're kafuf on top. They are totally bent on top. I don't know how to... How to um, 
how to describe it to you. Maybe there's a picture over here in these Mishnaburas that um, here you have some lulavim that they're like this. I don't know if you can see. You guys see? If it's if it's on top, it's uh, it's a little bit bent. So a lulav that's bent, the Shulchan Aruch writes im kafuf rosho it's pasul. But that's tafka if it's spine is pasul. Aval alav kefufim broshmo brosho k'moshe derech liot harbe lulavim kasher. But let's say the leaves are are bent, it's kasher. And the, the, on this, the Shulchan was quoting the Rosh. The Rosh says he likes these lulavim better. Ohevani latzedbo. I like these better because I know they don't open up. Nevertheless, there are some poskim that argue. So if you don't have to get it, you don't, have, uh, and you get another lulav, that's fine. Uh, 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 that's even better. But a lulav that's totally straight. And it's not, uh, but, but a lulav, I'm sorry, that you find it's bent, according to Halakha, the Shulchan Aruch does write that it's kasher, although the Mishtabura does bring those who are machmir, therefore the Mishtabura says, in the middle of you? Yeah. He says, For sure you should be nizhar lechatchila, not to be yotze, but he doesn't say it's pasul. So that is the first part of the series on lulavim, and next week, Rizat Hashem, we'll try to attack Hadassim. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.